It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious lineupmedia.fm studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It's great to have everyone back for another Drop Podcast, and I am your host, Lance Descott. I think we all love this time of year when all of our teams are trying to position themselves to either make a push to get in the playoffs, a push to solidify their playoff position, or a push to maybe put a team from somewhat of a contender to a true contender for the Stanley Cup. And that's what's happened in this week getting closer to the trading deadline, and I'm sure we're going to see more deals. Uh, Burroughs uh, was just traded to the Senators today. I mean, we've got so many deals going. Uh, Rent-a-center Brian Boyle, who's on his last year of his contract, was traded to the Leaves. Leaves are trying to make a push there. Uh, the Ben brothers have been broken up. Jordy Ben gets traded to the Canadians. Uh, Stamkos, on uh, another side of it, uh, is back skating with the Lightning. And he's hoping to be playing soon in the next four or five games. Uh, ben Bishop is starting his uh, career over with the uh, um, Los Angeles Kings. I'm sure it's strange for him. The Kings are really trying to push themselves to get into the playoffs, and they made a move that they feel is really going to solidify them moving forward and trying to get one of those final playoff spots. Uh, but they've basically got a 1A and 1B now in goaltending with uh, Jonathan Quick who's coming back from an injury and also uh, they got Bishop so they've got a 1A and 1B my only concern for them would be that Bishop has a uh, injury history that's the only concern with Ben Bishop but they're doing their best to win something this year Uh, it's just fun to be around this time of the year we know the Blues uh are trying to do something with Kevin Shattenkirk. Where's that going to go? I don't think the Blues are going to get as much as they could have gotten for him last year or maybe a couple months ago, but I'm sure that they can get something good for their future and maybe even for their present right now to help them solidify a playoff position because right now, guys, they're in the A spot. And uh, regardless of what a lot of Blues fans think, This team is not a great team. Right now, this team is not a cup contender. And I know everybody wants to keep Kevin Shattenkirk, but A, they can't afford him because of the salary cap, and they're going to have to sign Colton Pareko after this year. And no, uh, contrary to what a lot of Blues fans believe, you're not going to get him for a million or a million and a half to sign. It's going to take probably about three to three and a half million, maybe more to get to, to sign him as a restricted free agent. So they've got that contract. Then in a couple of years, they got Robbie Fabry's contract. So everyone out there, that's a big Kevin Shattenkirk fan. I understand it, but uh, you know, stop thinking with your hearts and realize this is a business and there's no way we can sign Kevin Shattenkirk. A B he's probably in the top four or five scoring defensemen. But when it comes to a true defenseman, top 25, He's just, in my mind, he's good. He's a good um, defensive defenseman, but he's not great. He's just not a great defensive defenseman. Uh, 
Offensive defenseman, yeah, he's one of the top five. So that's what's going on with the trade deadline, moves that have been made, and uh, looking forward to the next couple days and seeing what the Blues can do and what other teams are going to do. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of moves. Uh, it's uh, right now about 4 o'clock Central Time, uh, Monday the 27th. So we've got a couple days left here to see what teams are going to do, including the Blues. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the main topic of this episode, which is going to be uh, the Blues uh, game recap against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blues, having had about five days off, we're hoping for a nice rest to come out really hard and to really play well against Chicago. With them being off for a couple t- uh, days, teams have kind of jumped over them. Nashville took over the third spot. Calgary uh, in the Central Division, that is. Calgary took over the seventh spot in the wild card. And the Blues are looking from the outside, you know, kind of in, even though they have the eighth spot. There's still a couple points behind Calgary. The Kings have been uh, amassing points, getting closer. Uh, This is going to be a tough, tough time the Blues and they've got to really start putting a string of wins together before this game against uh, Chicago we know they all had that great 5-0 play uh, under Mike uh, Mike Yao and uh, we're just trying to see uh, what coach Mike uh, if he can get this team to stay playing well they've lost two in a row Uh, you know tough losses Uh, but um, let's hope they can move forward and start playing better, and that has to start in this game against Chicago. The Blues came out in this game, and uh, let's just say Chicago looked like they wanted this game more. The Blues did not look very good at all, and, uh, you know, I'm shocked that Chicago didn't score earlier. If it wouldn't have been for Jake Allen, this game could have really gone crazy after the first period, but as it is, Chicago gets on the scoreboard first, Four minutes and 18 seconds in on this goal by Jonathan Taze. Final limit is ice time with varying results. As a loose puck in front, Taze scores! Jonathan Taze just like that, and the roll continues as the Hawks take the lead. Here's a face-off win by Taze. We're talking about Duncan Keith and Van Riefstein. Board play for Panic. Really slick, hard pass over. Schmaltz to Taze. Taze started it. Taze finishes it. But that is beautiful, precise hockey from the Chicago Blackhawks. Gord, you were just talking about the amazing amount of points. This goal definitely was not uh, Jake Allen's fault. Not much he can do with a, a goal scorer like Taze on this. Uh, it just a bad, bad play by uh, Pareko, who's been playing really solid this year. And Berglund tried to catch up too. And the, Taze just got behind both of them. And Schmaltz just put a perfect stick-to-stick pass uh, on uh, Taze's stick, and you know they get a one to nothing lead. Uh, just a very nice play for Chicago. That was Taze's 16th goal, assisted by Schmaltz. As I said, a great, great pass. Panic his 17th assist. But the uh, announcer's right. That started in the the Blues offensive end, and she, and Taze was able to get the puck out, and then to Schmaltz, and then back to Taze, and. Uh, Put it right past Jake Allen, and it's a one to nothing lead for Chicago. Four minutes and 18 seconds left. I know a lot of people have been on uh, Jake Allen this year. I've been one of them at times, but man, I tell you what, in these last games, I can't fault him for too much. 
in fact, if it wasn't for him, this game would have been really a blowout in the first period. You know, he did his best to keep it close, you know, making some great saves, but he just can't make all of them. And when you have uh, lapses like Jonathan Taves getting behind you and, uh, you know, other times, you know, players just uh, not taking the, the player they're supposed to take in the, in, in the zone and try to move him off the puck. Uh, so Chicago was able to take uh, a two to nothing lead just about 11 minutes and 44 seconds in to the first period on this goal by Patrick Kane. About 27 of the last 28 opposition power plays they faced. Ranked fourth in the league on the penalty kill. Kane, Kane in, shoots, scores! Patrick Kane just like that! It's two nothing Chicago! Scored the last time he was on the ice. You made mention of Patrick Kane just missing an open net. He's not going to miss this one. Watch Patrick Kane give the puck up to Jonathan Taze, little pitch and catch. That's a rifle shot, sword side on Allen, the goaltender. But you watch that. That's precision, that's speed, and that is an amazing finish by a lethal scorer in Patrick Kane. That goal by Kane was a power play goal. And as I said, it was 11 minutes and 44 seconds into the first. That would be Kane's 24th, Jonathan Taze's 30 assist, and Duncan Keith's 37th assist. And it gives the Chicago a 2 to nothing lead. For some reason, the Blues kind of woke up after this and started playing a lot better towards the uh, latter part of the first period, and they were actually able to put a goal uh, past Darling uh, 16 minutes and 54 seconds in on this beautiful shot by Magnus Payarvi. Schmaltz, back to Van Riemsdyk, tied up there by Laterra. Poked ahead now by Stasty. Works in, Paul Stasty shoots, scores! Darling couldn't stop that one, and Paul Stastny has the Blues on the board and back in this hockey game. Yeah, you can feel this coming. People in Chicago are going to blame Trevor Van Riemsdyk for the turnover. He tries to be a little bit too cute, overhandling the puck, turns it over. Paul Stastny doesn't waste any time that time. You see the separation. Eventually, it's going to end up... Just called yep. up yesterday by the Blues from the Chicago Wolves, and he beats Darling. And Payarvi's got his fourth of the year. Yep. You could just feel a goal coming for the Blues. They were really starting to outplay Chicago. Chicago was on their heels, and the Blues were just looking to, to score a goal and, and take an opportunity from any mistake that Chicago would give them, and they did. Magnus Payarvi. Gets his fourth goal, and it was unassisted. 16 minutes and 54 seconds into the first period. And it's 2-1 to one Chicago. And uh, by the way, uh, NBC Sports, make sure you know who scores a goal. <laughs> I know that uh, Payarvi's 56 and Stasny's 26, and it's a, it can be hard sometimes. But uh, let's just make sure next time you give the goal to the proper person in the beginning. The Blues uh, were wanting to come out in the second period hard, and they did. I think they really played a great period in the second period, but Jake Allen would have to make a great series of saves in the first couple minutes of the second period. Moves around Edmondson and swings it ahead for Kane. In comes Kane. Fires with a save made by Allen. Rebound, Kane fires it wide again. Allen comes across and knocks that away. So Jake Allen's doing his part to keep this a close game at 2-1, to one, and the Blues would do their part offensively on this goal by Alex Petrangelo, just a little over 12 minutes in to tie it at two apiece. Up ahead for Berger with a head of steam. Drops it off for Perron. Perron works in. 
Drops it back, Petrangelo fire scores! Alex Petrangelo! A gentle celebration with that dinged ear, but Petrangelo ties this game in two. Uh, let's look at the Infinity Robocab. Petrangelo starts it, and then he reads it. We talk about hockey sense for forwards. He creates time and space. You see him present the target. He doesn't jump in too quickly so that his shot will get blocked. He stays back just a little bit, gives himself time and space. That creates separation, and he wires it off the post. Great hockey sense indeed by Petrangelo. He could have stayed back a little further just to make sure there wouldn't be a breakout if Chicago got the puck. But he inched in, inched in, and then came on hard to take that pass to put that puck past Darling. Just beautiful goal for an offensive-minded defenseman. Uh, Petrangelo uh, gets his ninth goal. That was a power play goal. Perron gets his 21st assist, and Berglund gets his eighth assist. And that was 12:33 into the second. I think the Blues really, really played a better second period than Chicago. They were putting pressure on Darling constantly. Although, after this uh, goal, Jake Allen would have to make a really big save to keep this game tied 2-2. Two to two. Deep for Kane. Kane sends it back in front. Pareko knocked that away. Carroll would have dropped it back. Keep a hard shot. Bad save by Allen. He's out of the net. The puck knocked wide there by Carroll. What a chance there for Chicago. Nice chance for Chicago on that hard shot by Duncan Keith. But Jake Allen was up to the task. And we go out of the second period with this game tied two apiece. Just a fun game to watch going into the third. Which team would come out and really, really play the, a good period and dominate the other team? Well, <clears throat> I don't think at the first part of the third period, either team was really dominating. Both goalies were having to make some pretty good saves. It was a pretty even play. But eventually, the Blackhawks would take advantage of a Blues mistake and Anisimov gets his 22nd goal uh, 14 minutes and 40 seconds into the third. Such a heartbreaking goal for the Blues to give up. In five years to score 30 goals. And in comes Panarin with a centering pass and a chance right in front. Anisimov gives Chicago the lead. Maybe they will retire his number, Gord. Yeah, that's slick, that's precise, and what a pass from Panarin to Anisimov, move the puck from the skate to the stick for Patrick Kane, Anisimov with a center lane drive, and then the beautiful tape-to-tape -tape pass up and over Jake Allen. That go-ahead goal by Anisimov would be his 22nd goal of the year. Panarin, as I like to call him, Panarin Bread gets his 32nd, uh, 36th assist, sorry, and uh, Patrick Kane gets his 41st assist. And that was 14 minutes and 40 seconds into the third period. Just five minutes and 20 seconds left in the game. Such a tough, tough goal for the Blues to give up. The Blues uh, did have some opportunities after that. They pulled Jake Allen out of the goal. And I think had some great, great chances to put one past Darling. But they just weren't able to. And they, uh, after pulling Jake Allen, uh, Caro gets his uh, fifth goal on an empty net goal. Uh, assisted by Hosea's 16th and Seabrook his 27th assist. And that was with just three seconds left in the game. And Chicago wins this game 4-2. to two. Uh, Just a tough loss for the Blues to take. Let's go ahead and go over the stats and break the game down. The Blues uh, with his 4-2 to two loss fall to 31-25-5. And, and uh, as of today are in the 8th spot for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Chicago is 39-18-5 with the win.
shots on goal. Uh, this game could have been a lot worse if not for Jake Allen. Uh, the defense was not great for the Blues, and I'm sure Coach Michael tell you that. 42 shots for Chicago, 32 for the Blues. Both teams had two power play opportunities, and both teams capitalized on one of those. The Blues actually won uh, more faceoffs at 55% to 45%. Now let's go over the goals. Petrangelo had a power play goal his ninth. Magnus Piarvi uh, had a goal his fourth even though the announcer said it was Paul Stasny. <laughs> uh, David Perron had an assist. Berglund had an assist. Pareko was able to get seven shots on goal, but did not put anything in. Uh, Jake Allen, as I said, played very well in this loss, made 38 saves. On Chicago's side, uh, Patrick Kane had a power play goal, his 24th goal of the year, and also had an assist. Jonathan Taze had a goal of 16th and had an assist. Anisimov had this the backbreaker goal to give Chicago a 3-2 to two lead, and they never looked back. His 22nd goal of the year. Carroll had his empty net goal his fifth. Duncan Keith got an assist, and uh, Darling made 30 out of 32 saves. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game press conference where uh, we're going to be uh, hearing from uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Petrangelo, Jake Allen, and, of course, Coach Mike on uh, this uh, tough loss for the Blues. We knew we were going to take a uh, few minutes to get our legs going. I mean, they've been playing. We've had five days off, six days off. So I uh, thought we got our legs going there pretty good. It's just frustrating again. It's two games in a row where we give up, you know, we lose in the last couple minutes of the game. Seems like you had chances there, too. You got the puck around the net. And there were yeah, we had chances all game. I mean, he made some pretty big saves. He had a couple big ones on Paul there. I mean, it's uh, sometimes that's how it goes. You get the looks you want. It doesn't go in. Um, still, uh, got to find a way to close that out. Game good to get through this game now and things are back to normal? Yeah, I mean, now as the game went on, I think felt like it was, uh, uh, you know, back to where we were. But... Obviously, you want to come away with a win here. This is uh, would have been a good one to come away with. Uh, I know teams haven't had a lot of success coming out of the, you know, the break. It would have been nice to uh, you know break that trend. And the trend, I think we were up to the challenge. I thought we did a lot of good things throughout the game. Again, though, you know, fell short there last couple minutes. Guys kind of open up there at the end. Looks like got without a stick and he winds up blocking. Yeah, it's you know if we want to get good looks like that. I mean, uh, I got to find a way to get that through. It's a, it's a good block, but I still got to find a way to score that. I think it's, you know it's just me against him. Uh, there's only one guy in the way there, and he was on the ground. So, um, you know, like I said, got to find a way to score that. How's your ear? Not too good. A little sore. Did you have any gotten stitches yet? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah. All, those, all, those, all those shots that I block, and I get hit on the bench. It's funny how it works. Is there just a good feeling on the bench once you score there and you guys start feeling like, you know? Well, I think when they scored, it turned the game around for us. I think, you know, they had a good press there early on, and, you know, we scored at the end of the first. It gives you a bit of a jump during an intermission. We came out in the second and, and played better. So um, it's, a, it's a big goal by Mags. And uh, again, you know, halfway through the first, second, there in the third, I thought we played you know, fairly well. It's just uh, we didn't bear our opportunities. Yeah, you know, we were right there. We fought our way back in the game. And, um, you know, tough one to swallow again. Got to find ways to get even point out of these games right now. They're so crucial. and. Uh, Monday was a heartbreaker, and so was tonight, and especially against uh, you know opponent that we're trying to chase. The feeling once you got through the first period there, that you fairly even with them after that point. Mm, we still got work to do. You know, first game back uh, wasn't our best, but we made strides as the game went on. We didn't expect our best tonight. It's tough after six days off. No one did, but uh, you know, 
still uh, we had a chance to get a point and still let it slip. What did Nisim do there to you? Patience. If he one time that, I had it right there. Is that's a that's a one really great play by him. Did you expect that from them? Since you guys hadn't played in what five days, you kind of had a feeling they were they were going to try to jump on you pretty quick and pretty early. Yeah, you know, and their top guys did what their top guys do. They made us pay, and uh, we got to find ways to shut those guys down. As this morning, you had to guard against them trying to jump on you, but yeah, the chance that you got back in the game and didn't come away with points. So yeah, that, that was disappointing. That was disappointing. Felt like uh, after two periods that that should have been a game that we should have been able to grab, and uh, you know we. Simple approach for us as we come back to work tomorrow and we get better. You guys, I mean, you must have felt like you had the momentum going into the third period after getting out. Well, I don't think, I don't think, you know, I don't think you carry momentum from one period into the next against a team like Chicago. So, um, you know, I thought, I thought we started okay, but, um, you know, you could tell that there was a couple times where we weren't sharp mentally, and, and a couple of those broke downs, breakdowns uh, obviously led to some big chances against. And that's too bad because Jake, uh, Jake did everything he could to keep us in that game. One of three chances, you know, you yeah. he's going to bury one of those. Yeah, yeah. He just makes a great save. On yeah, he, he did. We had some we had some looks at the doorstep. He made some great saves, but uh, Jake made some great saves too. So um, that is, it, it is what it is. We've got to find a way. Mike, you've seen these guys have a lot of times in Minnesota and out here. The way they came out in the first period, the way they executed a couple of those plays, is that pretty much due to Chicago? Yeah, well, I, I, that's what we expected from them. They, they recognized that we were off for five days, and so we expected them to, to get in on the forecheck to, to get to the offensive zone and throw as many pucks than that. That's uh, quite simply what they did. PRB goals. Big, yeah, huge. Yeah, that was huge. And then uh, obviously you, you, you get the equalizer in the second period. We almost grabbed the lead. That would have uh, that would have been a changer if if Lottie, uh, you know, if we hit that pipe. But uh, you know, again, we we still had a, we still had a great opportunity. We had a couple chances, but we gave up too many tonight. Tough, tough loss for the Blues. Um, you know, like uh, Coach Mike said, they did give up too many chances. The Blues had some good chances, but. Uh, just too many breakdowns defensively when uh, Taze got behind uh, Berglund and Pareko. And, uh, you know, that was a key, key goal there for Chicago to get on the board first. The Blues really need to make some adjustments. Uh, and, you know, guys, I'm going to say one thing, and I'll leave it alone for the rest of the year. Uh, stay off of Jake Allen. I still see people saying, you know, Brian Elliott would be better. And, hey, I like Brian Elliott. I was very upset when the Blues traded him. But you cannot fault Jake Allen for this loss, not at all. You can fault some defensive breakdowns for the loss, but you cannot fault Jake Allen for this loss. He played his heart out, and without Jake Allen, this goal could have before the empty net goal could have been a wipeout at six to two or seven to two. So those Jake Allen haters, just go away for now, at least, please. Uh, the Blues will come home for one game where they will play Edmonton. <clears throat> on Tuesday the 28th then after that they will uh, go to uh, Winnipeg for a 7 p.m. game on Friday then on Sunday they will play Colorado at 7 p.m. and then they will head up to Minnesota where it is tough to win on uh, Tuesday the 7th at 7 p.m. we will not see the Blues at home until Friday March 10th when they will have a back-to-back homestand against the Ducks on the 10th and the Islanders on the 11th. Not many home games left, guys, after this Edmonton game. So get out and see the Blues while you can. 
We don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. If they do, if they have a good push, and uh, everything falls like it, like they need it to be, with other teams uh, not playing so well, then we'll have a playoff team. If they continue to, uh, you know, win a couple, lose a couple, uh, play bad defensively in front of Jake Allen, and not uh, capitalize on some opportunities, we'll be talking about a team that's out of the playoffs, which would be very sad. Got a lot going on this week with the trading deadline. Uh, we're uh, just waiting to see what's going to happen to Kevin Shattenkirk. And like I've said before in my shows, they've they've got to do something with him. They can't just you know let him play out the rest of the year because they're not going to resign him. They're they're just not. Uh, teams know that. Teams know the Blues are in a bind, so they're going to do their best to try to get Shattenkirk for the least amount of what they can get him for. Unless you see a team that just really wants him badly and knows they can re-sign him, or they re-sign him before they trade for him, uh, the Blues on a rental-type situation to another team where Shattenkirk is just rented to that team and he doesn't plan on signing with them, um, You know, I don't think they're going to get as much for him. You know, there's so many rumors out there of him going to the Rangers, him going to Boston. The latest is him going to Pittsburgh and Malkin coming back. I I, I, I just don't see that. Uh, it's possible it could happen, but I just really do not see that happen. And I think Malcolm would add some scoring to the Blues, uh, you know, but he's got a decent salary too. I think he's making five or six million dollars a year too. So the Blues would have to look at that. Um, it's going to be a fun and interesting week. And I hope you stay tuned with us uh, for all the game recaps and for all of the trade news going on with the Blues and the rest of the NHL. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Drop Podcast. We will be back on Wednesday to do the game recap of the Blues against Edmonton. Get out to that game tomorrow night, folks. It's Scott Trade. If you're in the St. Louis area, like I said, very few games left. Get out and see your Blues and uh, have a good time. It's, it's a great night out. Uh, I'll be also back with some trade updates. If Shattenkirk gets traded or any other major trades, we'll have a special edition of the drop this week. But just make sure you stay tuned to everywhere we are on iTunes, on our website, droppodcast.com. We are building that site up, so there may be some uh, tweaks that still need to be done with it, but we went ahead and put it out. So I want to thank everybody for looking at that site. And also you hear some more information about our show at the end of this show. Thanks again for joining The Drop. I've been your host, Lance Descott. Have a great week. No matter where you are around the, the North America, Canada, the U.S., Mexico, whether you're in Sweden, whether you're in Russia, yes, we have Swedish and Russian fans. Finland, thank you so much, guys, for listening in. My hometown of Highland, Illinois, thank you guys so much. Getting some response from some people I know over there. It's just been great to have everybody have such a positive response to the show. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe or download this episode and past episode on iTunes, ShoutEngine.com, and Stitcher.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about LineUpMedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at LineUpMediaGroup.com or at theofficialdrop at gmail.com. Until next time, let's go blues!